Hey folks, hope your Q3 and Q4 is off to a good start. We just wrapped up Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. Hundreds of bootstrap founders showed up. It was an amazing time. I loved meeting so many of you. This interview today is a recording from that session, which you're going to love because now we have visuals, we have the founder teaching, and I made every single speaker include their revenue graphs and real artifacts in their presentations. Without further ado, let's jump in. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Please help me in giving a warm round of applause to Sarah Hawley. Awesome. Hey, everyone. It is so good to be here. Uh, Usually I am on stage speaking about hiring and culture and building thriving teams. So for the hiring segment at the next conference, put me down. But it was really fun to actually look back and find something in our company that we did that was really tangible and actionable that I could share with you guys. Um, And that is how we managed to build a 5,000 strong wait list before we launched our product. Uh, So basically what I'm going to talk you through is this idea of um, building a community first brand um, and why why we take that approach and this opportunity to authentically co-create what we're building with people. How we did that through using a tool, which we used a survey um, on the future of work. So we reached out to everybody asking them, what do you want to know? What, what, do you, what is important to you when it comes to the future of work? Because we are b- building the future of work and that was how we were able to engage them. Um, and then as we got all of those results and published them, what it meant for our company moving forward. So who is Gromotely? Just so you actually have some context about what we're talking about. We are a SaaS-enabled marketplace for remote work. So we help any company anywhere in the world find, hire, and retain and pay talent anywhere in the world. So when we were launching, we were thinking, well, which side of the marketplace do we want to build first? And one of the hypotheses we had was if talent join our community and our marketplace, they're not going to expect to get a job the day they sign up. But if a company joins and posts a job, they are going to want to get applications. Uh, And if they don't, they may not come back. So our main goal aside from building brand awareness um, generally in the market, was to launch with a pretty big audience of professionals so that the first companies would actually get applicants to their role, yeah, to their opening. Um, And yeah, I just went through all that. (laughs) So essentially what our campaign looked like, and I want to give some context about why I did this actually, because it wasn't as strategic as you would think. Basically, what happened was, has anybody here developed technology and experienced a delay in their product going live? Oh, (laughs) funny. So that was basically what I was facing. And I previously always built productized service businesses. So anyone who's in the service industry knows that you can come up with an idea and sell it to somebody the next day. You can create a PDF (laughs) and get out there and sell it and you can start delivering it and you can build it as you go. 
Not so with technology, obviously. Once you've built it, it's amazing. It can scale millions of times, but it might take three months or 12 months or whatever it is to build that new idea that you came up with. So I was just learning this at the very start of my Gramotely journey. And we started development in May and we were due to launch in October. In October, my new CTO started, took over the project from the custom software company that we were using and very quickly told me, there is no way in hell that this product is going live. They are so far from completion. And they had been telling me, well, just a few more weeks, just one more month, just two more weeks. And I had been believing them, but he was able to set me straight and say, we're, we're probably six months out at the rate they're going and what they have let to, left to do. So after I stopped crying and picked myself up on the floor and started thinking about, well, what am I going to do? I was like, I have to do something. Like, I'm very uncomfortable as an entrepreneur just sitting here waiting for somebody else to build my product. <laughs> and what do I do with myself? And so I saw this as an opportunity to start building our brand and get people interested and engaged in what we were going to launch. In, in the end, it sounds like a very strategic plan and it actually worked out really well. I don't know what would have been better though, getting my product live sooner might have been <laughs> more appealing to me. But essentially what we did was <coughs> we used October to December, <coughs> sorry, to gather the survey responses. Um, and by marketing this survey and putting it out there and driving people to our website, we were getting their email addresses for this pre-launch and just gaining excitement. And then we spent January preparing the report so that we could um, market it and put it out there. And then February to April, we were able to use that as a um, marketing tool that positioned us as experts so that when we went live in April, we had established quite a bit of brand awareness and credibility. And we also had some really cool stats and things that we could then take into our marketing moving forward. Um, to give you some perspective on where we are in terms of a business, so that was when we launched in April of 20, April 24th of 2021, and, and this is kind of our latest quarter here. So this has been our trajectory. Um, and looking back now, I'm very glad we launched with a community of people who actually knew who we were because it might have looked a little bit more pushed out if we hadn't. So when I think about community and growing a community first brand, it's really all about bringing people together around a common vision and a common mission. And it's an opportunity to genuinely engage with them and use their feedback and use their insights regularly to build the company. And obviously early on, but also still now. Um, and we are a mission-driven company. So community-led growth makes a lot of sense because people want to be a part of what we're building. It also empowers them to invite their friends to be a part of this community and be a part of this brand that they love and that they enjoy. Um, and so that is also my background is creating community-led brands. So it felt like a very uh, appropriate way to do this for a company that's trying to build a whole new future of the way we work together. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, 
and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So as I said, we decided on a survey. Um, tactically, how we did this, very easy. We just used Typeform. I'm sure everybody's familiar with that. Super easy way to create a branded tool. Um, and whatever you might choose in your strategy of creating hype and a wait list around what you're doing, just something simple where the tools already exist out there and you can just hack it together. Doesn't need to be anything crazy. And then we told people how long it would take and um, why we wanted to use this. We did a bunch of social media posts and started building our email list and then emailing um, people regularly, getting them to help us build the future of work, co-create the work, future of work with us. Um, we spent about $500 a month boosting posts and doing other kind of social media, um, boosting some other social media posts to just continue to grow the community and awareness around what we were doing. And then... Um, added one of these pop-ups to our website as well so that all of that extra traffic that was coming to our website, even if they didn't do the survey or what have you, we were capturing their email addresses for pre-launch and it was just continuing rolling through that marketing campaign. So in terms of publishing, which is what we did next, once we had created, um, we had over a thousand, I believe, um, if my number is right there, over a thousand responses to the survey. So it was a really robust exciting, interesting survey that we had a lot of amazing information in about the future of work. And so we spent quite a bit of time actually in this part, I, I showed you at the start, the timeline. We spent about a month actually putting this together really nicely because we knew now we had this amazing piece of marketing material that we would be able to use into the future. So that was the piece that really took a lot more time that we spent a lot of time on design. We actually did an interactive web page that kind of detailed like some of the parts of the survey and then you could download the full report um, and uh, this is yeah so we added something like this to our website to say that you can download the report here and so it really was about spending a lot of time making this report very beautiful and we were able to then send that out to all of the people who had joined our um, campaign to co-create the future of work and they were able to see the results and continue to be engaged in this journey um, of co-creation. And we also were able to generate a lot of media um, and sign-ups from uh, doing this survey. And we still do today. When I was looking at this um, at this, when I was preparing this presentation, I noticed that we still have people downloading this original survey like every single week, journalists and different people who are interested in it. So it's ended up being a really powerful tool into the future as well. Um, I also built a list of journalists on LinkedIn. So I just searched my existing connections and then also searched um, journalists in certain areas and added them as connections and then got their email list. And it was, that was a bit of a lengthy process, but I was able to create a press release when we first launched, uh, when we first published the survey. And I was able to put that out uh, to all of those journalists um, and we were able to get media that way. And then has anyone heard of Quoted? I think there's some other ones where you can sign up as an expert to reply to journalist call outs. I've gotten a lot of press from that website, um, and so I would highly recommend that. But once we had this survey tool over the last um, 
year and a half, I guess, we, I was able to, every time that I reply to a journalist on Quoted Still, I can attach the um, Future of Work report and it gives us credibility. It might give them some stats that they can use in their media and things. So it's continued to be a really incredible tool for us. So just to go back over the timeline, so we used that October to December period to gather the survey responses, adding respondents to our pre-launch campaign. We spent that month creating a really beautiful report that is something we now use into the future that's been incredibly valuable for us. And then still while we were going to launch the campaign, we were able to publish and market the survey, feeding more and more people into our, into our pre-launch campaign. So the overall results were a total ad spend of 3,500. Um, that was over the whole period. So that was driving traffic into that survey and onto our website and then marketing the survey into April when we launched. So we did not have a huge budget at all. Um, and we were really doing this the best we could with the resources we had at the time, just boosting our social media posts and, and learning as we went. We built our email list up to 5,300 emails, um, of which most were professionals. As I said at the start, we wanted to grow the professional side of the marketplace mostly, but we did have about, I think, 15% of the people who signed up were also companies. So what ultimately ended up happening when we launched in the first month, we converted 50 companies and 793 professionals into registered um, people on people and companies on Gromotely, which means they completed their entire profile and they're now set up on the platform. Over the coming months, we converted more and more of them in, and we have built our mailing list since then to 31,000 professionals and 6,500 companies. So this was just really the starting point to kick this off and give us people and companies to start to talk to and market to. Um, also, it, reposition, it positioned us as experts, as I mentioned, and continues to attract media and PR. And there's the number I was able to find is, we just had 20 downloads of this just in the last month. And this is a two-year-old survey. So, you know, it's a pretty effective tool that just kicks away in the background because journalists and people are always looking for stats and information. Um, so yeah, over the last not quite 20 minutes, because I rushed through that, um, I showed you how to co-create building using a community-first approach and that authentic co-creation that engages people on the vision and the mission of your company and your organization, which also creates a lot of loyalty and connection with the brand as you move forward. Determining a tool to work on that co-creation with them, um, and we used the survey, and then we had a landing page and all of that via social media, which I showed you, and then taking time to publish that content in a really beautiful, meaningful way, we also, I didn't mention this, we shared it first with our community. So that was kind of like the thank you and the reward to say thank you so much, his first glance at the survey before we publicly published it and used it for all of the media and PR.